Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Sano, joined, as always, by the strawberry to my chocolate. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how are you doing? Uh, fittingly to this description, I'm melting. Yeah. Well, I also feel like once you <laughs> once you go out in the sun, it's strawberry is this, as close as we can get, right? Strawberry fields forever, bro. <laughs> and uh, our very own butter pecan. That's right. It's Eric Ronovic. Eric, how are you doing? Man, y'all changed overnight. <laughs> I just thought you... You didn't I had call to me pick rum the, raisin. So. I had to pick the smoothest ice cream I could think of. You the, know, just... the the smoothest <laughs> ice cream that is always available on the shelf. Well, yeah, exactly. I would say uh, double vanilla would be another good one. For Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, French vanilla. Well, because there's always yeah, there's vanilla, French vanilla, and then there's always a different one. And you're like vanilla, vanilla bean. It's still yeah. It's okay, like, let's talk about this for a second. Vanilla. Okay, so regular vanilla is fine. Yeah, right. That's French vanilla. That's when you're che- you're too cheap to spend quality ingredients. So you French just vanilla sugar. Good. 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 It's it's vanilla ice cream with egg yolks, right? Okay. It's a little vanilla. Vanilla bean. Mm -mm, Not it. I don't want like little weird chips in my vanilla ice cream. You know what this vanilla ice cream needed? Grit. Yeah. It needed actual vanilla. More grit. Run it through. Run it through a strainer. Get that grit out and keep the vanilla taste. Like then call me back. Yeah, it's whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, it was a bit of a big week in Seahawks news. There is one. Uh, there's one big rumor that's been floating around that I think every Seahawks fan is excited about. Every Seahawks fan has an opinion on, and that is that Geno Atkins has narrowed his his team list down to three possible teams, and one of them is the Seattle Seahawks. So, Geno Atkins, Kevin, where are you at? Do you want him? I'm in. Yeah. Um, he should be relatively cheap. He's a good player. Um, I think the whole question is like, how much gas does he have in the tank? And I think in like a mentorship, limited snaps role, I'm pretty happy about it. I I know he had a down season last season. but Down season is an understatement. I, I know one, he sucked. He had one tackle. <laughs> he had one tackle. <laughs> but... You know, uh, this is this is a guy with a, a a really good track record. This is a guy who, um, he's you know he's not long removed from some quality play, and I think that the big problem was there was a significant lack of talent overall on that defense, and the team was clearly sending a message to their older players that they were kind of ready for them to move along. So if he can revert back to even twenty nineteen, Geno Atkins who was an above average starter. That's okay. plenty. That's the thing is I think 2019 Geno Atkins is like the best we could hope for. And he, he was okay. It wasn't like he was great, but he was, he was passable. He got, he got the job done in um, a lot of snaps. If, if you could get, if you could get more than that, Oh boy. Like, cause the prior to 2018, I mean, Geno Atkins put up some quite excellent interior defensive lineman seasons. Uh, and, and the thing about defensive interior line is it is usually a position that ages somewhat gracefully, right? We're seeing guys like Nadam Kong Su, Sheldon Benjamin. We're seeing these guys play deep, deep into their careers, right? And um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that there's a shot that, you know, Geno Atkins puts up that that league average season and comes in. He, You're right, Kevin. He should be dirt cheap, like no more than $3 million, which is huge. Because at the worst case scenario is, is that like he sucks, but he's he's an innings eater. So no matter how many injuries we get, like Geno Atkins can play because he has a lot of seasons with 750 or more snaps. Yeah, I was about to say he's your running back at the end of the year. You're like, I just want you to be able to be healthy and take a handoff. Like if you're like, okay, we just need a, a defensive interior player who just will take snaps in the back half of the season and not suck. Yeah, he was also the in the all 2010s team for the the hall of fame so that's that's something as well did he make Uh, the nfl like all players list two years in a row like top 100 three years two 
two times all pro. He's an eight time pro bowler. Uh, Eric, do you want to reunite Geno Atkins with uh, Carlos Dunlap? Absolutely. I mean, we, you already said it, but he's got to come cheap and I'm not expecting a lot from him. I'm expecting a body in the middle that can have a couple shining moments. And honestly, it'll fill that veteran D tackle role that we so much desire. If he yeah. can be what Dwight Freeney was for us without us cutting him stupidly a billion times, <laughs> that's enough for me. Like the yeah. de- the defensive interior equivalent of that. So, okay. Uh, now, the, that wasn't the only rumor. I I did a bait and switch, you guys. Come on. I, yeah, I did, did. I, really? Because that was the rumor I was most excited about. I'm, I made a funny. So, so uh, yeah. <clears throat> the, real, the real big rumor is that Julio Jones, calling Russell Wilson, Julio Jones is... Uh, is coming to the Seahawks that we are now the betting favorite, by the way, uh, to, to receive, uh, Julio Jones. And so what I, I'm going to start with you, Eric, cause you're yeah. the, uh, you're the, uh, you have the strongest reactions. I feel and the like. French yeah. vanilla. The... <laughs> <laughs> so how do what do you, what do you think about these Julio, Julio Jones? Okay. So for all the, for all the people saying, Oh, but we're stocked at receiver. No, we're not. Our receiver group looks really good. It will look extremely great with Julio Jones. Now, I don't really want to give up much for Julio Jones. And it sounds like it's going to have to be a prime first rounder, which we don't have next year. And the year after that, it's going to be even more worthless. It's like a high second rounder because you're winning the Super Bowl. So I don't really know what it's going to take. I'll have to defer to my uh, my draft so guru, the, Kevin Garber. The rumor that. is that they have they have already dropped their asking price to a second rounder. Because no one was going to give him a no first, one, especially no after one. he came out on live TV saying he wanted out. No. Even, they, even, <laughs> so though, even though the other weird thing is there was also a rumor that said they had an accepted offer in hand. Yes, I for heard a that. First too. rounder, which is so does what what is there? Do they have a first rounder or not? What I think is that they have a first rounder offer from us. But it's like way down the line. Twenty twenty two, and they're hoping they can Pulls get a first round draft. <laughs> they're hoping they can get some uh, first round offer, like further, like for next year, they can get a first rounder. And uh, we're like, nah, dog, that ain't it. So uh, okay, so what? What is um, what? So what do you do? You don't want Julio? You don't? You so you don't want him, or you do? No, want I do. Him? I do want him. I just don't really want to give up. Like I don't want to give up a first and a third or a first and a second. I do so, not want so no, that. So no first rounder plus, but you'd be okay with just the first rounder like yeah, two years from now? Yeah, two years from now. The, I guess that's the 2023 first rounder. Sure, absolutely. All right. Uh, Kevin, how about you? How do you feel about it right now? Uh, do I like wide receivers that are all-time great? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, and having a guy who – so like, okay, so we bring him in, and what's the worst-case scenario? He's like – Tyler Lockett in that he has like a few nagging injuries that keep him from being a hundred percent, but he's just extremely good when he's out there. Like that's, that's a really big value. I know he's going to turn 33 next season, but I'm really questioning how much I care about that because I mean, he had one injured season. He was injured in 2020. He had some nagging injuries, you know, in the few years running before that, but this is not a guy who's missed a ton of time or been banged up. This is a guy who, you know, he was a, a like almost a 1400 yard receiver in 2019. Uh, he was over 1500 yards basically all the seasons before that for quite a while. This is a guy who's a really, think, really good pass catcher. I think I said it in the Discord. I mean, uh, every year for, for like six consecutive years, Julio Jones would have set the rec- Seahawks record for receiving yards. Like he had more receiving yards than DK had last yeah, year for dumb. like six, six years in a row. Um, okay, I, I have a question. So, uh, I have some Julio Jones stats written down, and I'll get to him in a second. But are there 
are there uh so players you know I mean, a lot of people just think of the trades as having uh picks in them but there could be some players on our roster that the the they, they covet you know that they like they falcons need pass rush bad would you want to give up alton robinson or darrell taylor plus like a you know like a third uh in in a trade would you would you be willing to do that uh kevin we'll start with you um you know how i am i hate giving up players and i especially hate giving up players who i think have a lot of upside but when Alton was second last year among among uh, rookies in sacks. Yeah, and I think Daryl Taylor has a lot of promise. But that being said, I mean, rings are really good. And those banners, turns out they hang forever. Uh, yeah, I would give up one of them in a third. Okay. Uh, Eric, how about you? I would not. I don't know how good our pass rush is going to be until it's proven excellent. And I don't want to mess with it. This is something that we've needed for a long time. And last year we had it with Carlos Dunlap. But, I mean, early in the season is something we coveted. And no, no way. Absolutely not. And especially with all the stuff going on with Russell Wilson. Like, getting that that big-time receiver, Julio Jones, that's awesome. But we don't know how awesome our offensive line is still going to be. And it's easy to say that Russell gets the ball out quick and he won't need much time with such great receiving core, but I don't know that to be true. It's still Russell Wilson and he's still going to want to let plays develop. So I'm looking at, we need something on the other side of the ball to put more fear when our offense is on the field. Yeah. It's, it's tough to give up on those young pass rushers too, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Cause if to, one of them blows up, you can look stupid quick. Yeah. And, and the, but they their defensive ends, man. That's Dante Fowler, and then it's like, whoa. They have remember It'll Jonathan Bullard. In a used LJ John, Collier. Jonathan Bullard, the from last year, the guy that yeah. we picked up. That was actually pretty decent in the rotation. He's probably their second best defensive end. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's an issue for sure. So okay, let's, let me go to my Julio Jones stat. So like, I think a lot of people there's this. Let me, there's a couple narratives I see out there on Twitter. Julio Jones is old. He's washed. Okay, well, last year's age 31 season, he he did get hurt. He immersed a hamstring injury, but in the games he appeared, he was on pace to get 90 catches for 1,370 yards and five touchdowns. So he was on pace for a very good season despite the hamstring issues. A decline from 2019. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that, was, that, was his, that was his pace, right? So that's a pretty pretty great pace. So what I did is I went on uh, Stathead. I, I got every age 31 season. Right. I looked at age 31 seasons since the year 2010 and I was like, OK, what what are some what do these guys do the next year? So I'm going to give you some examples and uh, say so if you because here's the thing. Uh, Julio Jones has two million dollars in guarantees after this year in his contract. So after this year, if he, if he really sucks this year, we could cut him and have two million dollars and kind of cost us two million dollars. If he's good, you know, he's kind of expensive next year. He's like 15 plus the two. So we'd probably have to rework his deal. Uh, but. But anyway, that's that's kick that can down the road. Just think about what's he going to be like just next year, right? Because I think that is mostly what we'd be trading him for him for, right? We'd be trading for him for like, hey, we're going to have one really like dope offensive year. So uh, the next year, uh, Andre Johnson, his age 31 season, he, he was pretty good. In his age 32 season, he this is 2013, he went for 109 yards, 109 catches, 1,407 yards and five touchdowns. Steve Smith. Uh, 2011 was his age 32 season. He went for, and I picked 2010 because I really wanted to cut off that Randy Moss season. Uh, 79 catches for 1,394 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, Reggie Wayne, his, two, his age 32 season was 2010. He went for 111 yards, uh, 1,355, uh, or sorry, 111 catches, 
1,355 yards, six touchdowns. Larry Fitzgerald, his age 32 season went for 109 catches, 1,215 yards, and nine touchdowns. Anquan Bolden had two 1,000-yard seasons after age 31. A lot of those guys had multiple, but I just wanted to sum it. There's Larry some Fitzgerald's immortal, though, so you there, can't. There's some people forget that Bolden was actually really good for a long time. Yes, he there's was. Some, yeah, those two San Francisco seasons were bangers. Like, uh, And there's some non-examples. Roddy White sucked after age 31. Uh, Jordy Nelson sucked after age 31. Brandon Marshall sucked after age 31. So there's Jordy examples. Jordy Nelson's leg so, fell off, though. That's, so that's like kind so of the, a thing. The question is, do you think Julio Jones is more like Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Reggie Wayne, Steve Smith, or do you think he's more like Roddy White, Jordy Nelson, and Brandon Marshall? And, I mean, for me, um, the, he has more pro bowlers than all the non-examples. He's... He's just and his his skill set is one that will age pretty gracefully because it's a lot about size. You know, it's not just about speed. He runs good routes and he's really big. So also he's such a freak. Hit Julio Jones losing a step turns him into a well above average athlete. I I think that's important. If you made me pick, you know, Julio has two really good years left. He's gonna have you know two years of of twelve hundred plus receiving yards, ninety plus receptions. Uh, he never gets a lot of touchdowns, so you know it'll be like four to six touchdowns. I don't know; he's like cursed <clears> in that department. But uh, but two two pretty good seasons, and then after that, it's probably going downhill fast. There are very few guys who have a lot of really great like age thirty four, age thirty five, age thirty six seasons. But the fun Let's fun see, thing 34, is 34, 35, 36, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, and Chris Carter. Jerry. There's a there's a couple guys like I looked it up, <laughs> but like. Chris Carter also the first like eight years of his career were like nothing. So he like didn't really start playing until like age 29. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was a weird, really weird career arc when I looked at it. I was like, yes. this, is a, this is a strange career. Yeah, that's because um, he was a blocking wide receiver for Randall Cunningham. But uh, <laughs> the big thing here is that there's a lot of players who have had really good age 32 seasons. I don't think that there's that people should be as concerned about like, oh, he's just going to fall off a cliff. Now the fit thing, like, do we need another wide receiver? The Rams system loves playing with three wide receivers on the field, and I can't really imagine uh, a lot of uh, better ways to line up three wide receivers than to line up Julio, DK, and Tyler. That seems really, really good. And so for me personally, I'd love to see it. It's it's very It'd be a very exciting offense to put on the field. And I mean, I just can't wait to see all those guys running out all being open and then they hand it off on a delayed handoff to Chris Carson for six yards, you know, so that that'll be really cool. I think that that's, that's kind of, <laughs> how uh, dare you, how so, dare you. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Julio Jones trade, by the way, cause it makes Russ happy. It's a good way for us to like, uh, to, cause here's the thing. I would give up every first round pick for the next six years. If it, if I was sure Russell Wilson was going to finish his career in the uniform. Right. And this is a good first, this is a good way to like, We've, we're rebuilding the bridge, right? There was obviously some friction at the beginning of this offseason. And I think that this would just like cement it over. It is everything is fine. Russ, pro- I think Russ would be willing to rework his deal even to get Julio into the uniform. So, like, rework is in like, you know, sign an extension, stuff like that, like crazy stuff that maybe normally he would just not do because it is a huge commitment, not just to winning, but to Russell Wilson, right? It's giving him another tool in his toolbox that he can use. And a, a freaking good one. I mean, Julio Jones just is insanely good. So I, I can't stress that enough. Like, I think people are underrating just how incredible this guy's been. Here are here are players uh, above Julio Jones. On Julio Jones is 17th all time on the career passing yardage list. These are the players above him in yardage that are not in the Hall of Fame. Jason Witten going in the Hall of Fame. 
Uh, we got Steve Smith going in the Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, probably Hall of Fame. Andre Johnson, Hall of Fame. Torrey Holt. Okay, Torrey Holt, maybe, maybe not. Larry Fitzgerald, Hall Dude, of Fame. Dude, Holt better be in the Hall of Fame. That I mean, would be two, such a ripoff. It's, it's been a while. 2009, he's still not been in. Been a while. But, but Torrey Holt, <laughs> peak Torrey Holt was very good. And he has a seven-year stretch that I feel like rivals basically anyone. Are they I'm holding just saying, putting the Isaac that... Bruce in, I'll put in Terry Holt. Uh, Torrey That's Holt in there a fact. Some... They put Isaac Bruce in already? I do believe so. That, if they put Isaac Bruce in without putting in Torrey Holt, that it's uh, if that uh, happened, that means they meant to put in Torrey Holt. Yeah, there was a, they they uh they yeah they who's Holt's that uh, who's that Rams kid? Uh, Isaac Bruce, yeah, just put him in. Uh, Torrey Holt was better than Isaac Bruce for sure. Okay, anyway, what I'm saying, this is an all timer. He they don't he doesn't play by everyone's rules, and there's a lot of wide receivers that have had good age 32 seasons, and that's really all we need. We need him to be great next year. Um, for me personally, I think I have the Seahawks kind of in that six to ten range right now of of like best teams in the league. You know, where we're kind of flirting with that uh, top top ten, almost the top five. If we got Julio, I'd put us in the top five. We're in the top five. We're competing with everyone. That is a that is a move that push kind of pushes our team over the hump, and it's the kind of all in move that we've seen teams uh, be pretty successful with in recent years. I mean, Tampa Bay last year pushed all their chips in the middle. And uh, well, it really worked out super good for them, you know. Well, so. and think about the move like the Seahawks have made aggressive moves like this for top tier talents. They did it for uh, James Graham. They did it for Percy Harvin. And maybe and it didn't work out those times. Well, but OK, here's the thing. Percy Harvin. I feel like that was just a total misstep. He wasn't that good. Like I went back and look at Percy Harvin stats and I was like, this is why everyone's scared. We traded for a guy who had really never done anything. Like if we're being honest, like he had never had a thousand yard season. He had never he had never really done anything. But he and was a great physical talent, is what I'm saying. Like he, Julio is, like Graham was. You know, Jimmy Jimmy Graham is a good comparison. The Jimmy Graham trade because the, I mean Jimmy Graham put up big seasons for a tight end. He had like three ten touchdown seasons for New Orleans and stuff. Like he, he also was, lined up as a receiver, and if not for his injury, I think that would have been a better move for us. And I honestly thought like 2016 and 2017, Jimmy Graham was very good for the Seahawks. Like the he had like what 900 yards and six touchdowns and then the 10 touchdown year with not very much yards but i thought he was still pretty good for us and russ loved him so that's a plus right it's the best friend <laughs> uh he loved i'll so say much. jimmy graham was not the problem with the offense let's just leave it at that all right so what we're going to do though is in, in anticipation of julio blowing this all up we're gonna we're gonna make tiers we have s tier s tier is the superb the cream of the crop uh, stupendous tier, supreme tier, whatever you want to call it. A tier, A is the next, the next best. B, C, and then D. We're not no F tier. We're only going to tier off to D. What we're going to do is we're going to go over the pass catching groups for each team and kind of see where they rank in the NFL and uh, how we feel about it. So we're going to start with. I'm going to go in the order that they are on my screen, which is really random. So I'm going to read the names to you guys. Okay, start with the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans got AJ Brown, Josh Reynolds. And uh, Anthony Ferksker, and then a bunch of guys you don't care about. Jeff Schwain, maybe you care about. I don't know. Maybe you're a big Des. Are you a big Des Fitzpatrick fan, Kevin? Uh, not a not super high on Des Fitzpatrick. Me either. Okay, he, he's I. Uh, AJ Brown is really super good, so I don't think I could put this lower than B. But uh, does anyone want to argue for higher or lower than that? Or- uh, AJ Brown probably top five wide receiver. Yeah, and, he, uh, and he's like he's really young too. That's the thing. He's he is what twenty three. He's gonna be good for a really long time. This is a group. Forget where how young can, he is. If they can add one more guy, it shoots straight up to S, right? But it's like 
man, your second best receiver is Josh Reynolds. Here's the thing. So are we going to, I would say I would probably put green Bay in this in B tier as well. So I have to put Tennessee there because it's basically what does an elite level wide receiver and basically nothing else get you. So yes, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. All right, Eric, do you want to argue for higher or lower there? No, no, I think it's fine. I'm sorry. You said S, A, and B, and then terribleness C, after that. C, C and D, and then uh, whoever the All right. uh, Vikings have. Yeah. We move on to the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell, Lynn Bowden, uh, Mike Gesicki, and Durham Smythe. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think for uh, for Dolphins, Eric? What are you thinking? I, I got a hard time putting this above a C. I think there's so much potential on this team, but I don't know if they've made their quarterbacks that they've had over the last couple of years better, or at least last year. Um, I'm looking at what we have in B so far, even though Kevin gave a little tease. Man, it's between B and C, but I'm just going to be a jerk and uh, cue the Miami Dolphins theme song. I'm going to put them in the C tier. See, I was thinking A for this this wide receiver. Really? Yikes. No. Mostly because I'm so salty that you came in hot above me because I was about to do that too. Uh, (laughs) At me, won't you? No way. Because here, Will Fuller is really good. You love Uh, Will Fuller. I I do not. I know he's often injured. But That's Will, why I don't like it. Will and when Fuller. Devontae Parker doesn't have to be the guy, that helps a lot too. Yeah, and Will, and like Devontae Parker, he's gets so much crazy volume, but he's really talented. I think this is like a and then Jalen Waddle adding like a, a a young guy who could be he could be amazing. He's um, incredible potential, and that tight end group is pretty solid. Gasicki and Smythe. It's the thing is, and Hunter Long. So one thing I I think about this group is is it's all guys that are like B's for me or A's. No, like really like S tier guy like Brown, but the like depth here makes up for it. Even guys like Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson towards the end are useful and and good football players. I don't if know. If Preston I, Williams is your third wide receiver, you feel pretty decent about that. Yeah, and he's their he's like, like their sixth. fourth or fifth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that's like, that's good. He's way down the depth chart. I, I don't. I think this is like the thing about this group is is Eric. You're right. There's no like super duper star in this group, and. And it's it's tough because of that, but because of the overwhelming depth, I really, I really like it. It's I'll one of say my this: favorites. we are going to have an issue at the end where we've done this before when we rank, where we have a lot of people in the middle and we don't right. separate. And I'm sticking with C. All right, you, so the, Eric, did we go B right in the middle of A and C? I'm going to put him in A for now because we both picked A. And then oh. Eric, Eric, what Eric can do is he can just he his his word has been told. You know, like, tweet we all, tweet me all you want. Tweet tweet like Eric was right. Tweet and, him, won't you? Okay, here we go. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Rashard Higgins, uh, Austin Hooper. It's a pretty solid. Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones. They drafted Anthony Schwartz. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid group. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm thinking A for this one as well. Uh, Eric, what do you think? All right, you you obviously caught me on a salty wide receiver day. I'm going <laughs> B on this because I look at the names and I look at the tight ends and I just think, wow. These guys, what underperformers. <laughs> Underachievers across Underachievers the board. Underachievers across I dig the it. board. I dig so it, I'm yeah, going straight true. B, and that is me being kind because I don't want you to yell at me again like you did with the Dolphins. Odell, too. It's like I'm still intrigued by the name, and he's not that old, but you're right. He hasn't done anything in the Browns uniform. It's probably time for me to like mentally give up on him a little bit, right? I guess you just have <clears> to be six feet tall to be a, a really good wide receiver. Um <laughs> Okay. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? Are you you good with you B for Browns? Said it, B. You're you're into it. B is for yeah. Browns. 
Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, we got DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault. We got t- at tight end, we've got uh, nothing. Luke Farrell, Chris, Mark, Chris Manhurts, James Shaughnessy. Uh, they got Terry Godwin <laughs> and Philip Dorsett. They do have <laughs> Tim Tebow at tight end. That's true. Oh. Dude, oh. I saw Tim Tebow in that 85 jersey, and I was like, this is stupid looking. Um, all right. Well, here's what I'll say about this this group for me. That's the average age since of his fan. This, this is my turn to go, so to go good, first Kevin. here. I think that this, uh, this group is like – I like all of these players but it's not really that good <laughs> like i really like dj it's a Shark. i like lavishka chanel I, I love marvin jones but like it's it's just yeah that that's just, there's not the depth is not that exciting it's not like a it's not like the dolphins where i can be like point to every guy and be like this guy could be a starter on a lot of teams uh after those first three guys it gets pretty bad really fast and they have no tight ends so I'm I'm CB kind of borderline here. Eric, Eric, Kevin, you're clear C for this one. I'm going C just because with what we've already said, um, I think they have to be C just because they are poor dolphins. Like, it is it is kind of worse dolphins for sure. Like I'd rather have Waddle than than Chenault. I would rather have Parker than Chark. I would rather have. Uh, I'd rather have Fuller than Fuller Chark. Than I'd rather have Parker Ch- than Jones. Jones. Yeah, right. Like it's just like it's like guy. it's like bad Dolphins. For and then sure. they have no tight ends. As and the Dolphins to have having three good tight ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I think it's pretty. I think I think this is firmly C tier. As in, like, if you're not better than this, then you don't get to leave C tier. Eric, you give a C tier here. Yeah, absolutely. I. I almost want to put them in D, but I really like their three oh, receivers. Until we get to D. Here's the thing. I really like their three <laughs> receivers. What a skinny team. The depth yeah. is ast- the lack of depth is astounding. What about, right. Are we counting well, Etienne speaking... as a receiver? Not yet. Uh, they'll not they'll yet. ask if we can. Uh, okay, let's get let's speaking of D tier. The D Detroit Lions. Uh, they got Oof. TJ Hawkinson and Darren Fells, but at wide receiver, Brashad Breland, Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Quintus Cephas, uh, D tier. This is, I think this is one of the easiest ones in the whole group. This is one of the worst wide receiver rooms in all of the NFL. And also, why does everyone think TJ Hawkinson's great? When did he become great? TJ's Uh, fine. Right before he was drafted last year, Kevin. I mean, he's clearly the best wide, like, receiver on this team, which I think is why he's getting so much hype because people are like, oh, for fantasy, this will be great. But, like, his, his, I think his catch percentage and he dropped, like I said, he dropped a lot of passes catchable passes last year yeah, this and is he's an going, ugly wide receiver room and he's going from stafford to goff which i think uh <laughs> cannot be underrated uh eric eric this is the d tier now do you see it <laughs> it's 100 percent the d tier yeah this, this reminds me of the uh uh jets wide receiver room from last year all right here we go we got guys it. i i will say though can they be catapulted up a couple tiers with their amazing quarterback <laughs> just keep going nathan minnesota North. vikings justin jefferson adam thielen uh herb smith jr it starts off real hot and then it's a uh, chad baby uh all bc johnson it's not good after that unless unless like amir smith marset is something that i i don't think he is then it then it could be great but uh, it starts off real hot though with Thielen Jefferson. That is a great duo, and uh, Irv Smith is a good tight end. I'm I'm stuck on this one, so I need Kevin to start us off. Kevin, what do you think? Well, if one top tier wide receiver gets you to B, then two top tier wide receivers get you to A. Like it's 
It's towards the top of B tier or the bottom of A tier. You're I right. personally am going to put it in A tier because I think Jefferson Thielen is great. I think their tight ends are quite good. And I actually do think like <sighs> between uh, Amir Smith-Marset and Ola B.C. Johnson, they have a guy who can stretch the field when you put Thielen in the slot for three wide receiver sets or like Chad Beebe's a fine player. I think, I think having it's very top heavy and if one of those guys get injured, it's a problem, but I do think they're A tier. Like those yeah. guys are a pain to cover. I, I, I mean, Thielen and Jefferson is just a really, really good start for sure. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Eric, you good with A tier or do you want to, do you want to try to talk us into B tier? I'm not going to try and talk you into it, but, uh, they it's a very thin a tier that's all i say very yeah. thin it, it could yep. change it could change real fast for them they are they're... one slip and fall away from going to b tier all right and they're two slip and falls away from going to the bottom of d tier <laughs> tampa bay buccaneers evans godwin brown uh gronkowski Brait, miller like this tyler Johnson. a tier banner a- S S yeah. <laughs> this is this yeah. is the this is S. This is so, so good. It's absurd. The collection of passing talent they put on this team is really crazy. Like just so crazy. I don't know, Eric. Do you have any comments about this this crazy collection of of weapons that Brady gets? Immediate thought was that they're S tier, but they're Brady spreads the ball around so well that you don't really think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's A tier. But then you're like, whoa, look at the talent on this team. Anyone could go off at any time. S tier. Yeah. Any any of these, like Evans, Godwin, Brown, any of those guys even could go Brate, off. Even Brate could, could have like, like an like yard game. They have like three of the best yards. 25 tight ends in the NFL. That's dumb. Yeah. there's OJ Howard's on this team still. Like, yes. It's, it's absurd. He's their number three tight end. What is that? Yeah. just he, he All he does is like block. I'm pretty sure he's just like Gronk's in his ear, like, hey, just block good. And then when I retire, you're going to be great. So, okay. <laughs> 49ers, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Muhammad Sanu, uh, Jalen Hurd. I don't know. Their tight end, is, of course, is George Kittle. Very good. This is a tough one. This is a very difficult one. So I'm going to make Eric start. Eric, what do you think about the San Francisco <laughs> nice. 49ers? Uh- <laughs> okay. So if we're starting off with great players, I think – Kittle puts them in the firm B tier because right. until you say Kittle, I feel like it's a C team and Kittle puts them up. And they also drafted 900 receivers to go along with their 700 running backs. So they have the depth. Yeah. But they picked up some guy, Benny Fowler, Austin Watkins, Travis Benjamin. They, they have Kevin White now. So one of these days, Muhammad Sanu is going to fall. Do you think Kevin, is Kevin White, stars. how does Kevin White just stick around? How, how is he still in the, well, NFL? he's, he's really good played 40. three games. It's, uh, it's pretty. He might amazing. still have something. No one pretty, knows. No pretty incredible career arc for him. All right, uh, Kevin, are you? I'm. I'm. I'm thinking B two. Kittle like kind of pushes them over up into B tier. Yeah, I would Samuel, put on the. Yeah. They're yeah, okay. I, I can't. I Samuel are two guys where I need to see Samuel do it for a complete season, and I need to see Ayuk kind of show a little more than he did. He showed a, a solid bit his rookie year, but I need to see him show I, me a little more. I think their receiver core is pretty comparable to Jacksonville's like young guys who have potential, but they also have an old head, but then they also have Kittle that kind of pushes them up a little bit ahead. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, uh, Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts. This is S for me. Uh, I think like this is a collection of, of really good passing talent. 
They even have a, a couple of cool players like uh, Olamide Zacchaeus and uh, Corderell Patterson, who are kind of guys you can get the hand, ball in their hands and do do some damage with. I think this team rules. I, I would. This is an incredible collection of passing talent. If they trade Julio, they probably would still be a. That's how good. That's how good it is to me. Like just Cal, Calvin Ridley, Pitts, and Hurst is like an A tier grouping of players to me. So that's that's um that's pretty pretty awesome. So yeah, that's a S for me. Is anybody anybody gonna try to talk me out of it? I dare you. <laughs> bring it bring it on. I think it's not fair that we have to include Julio Jones because unlike Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, uh, Julio's guaranteed to not play for that team this year. So guaranteed. I, I guaranteed. Not, he's not playing for Atlanta. There's no way. That's the one lock I'll I'll put on that he's he's going elsewhere. So with All him right. not being there. As of right now, yeah, S tier, but I just there's no way. There's no way. He's Lock it up. Julio Jones playing the entire season for Atlanta now. You can't have <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that's a Charles Barkley guarantee right there. You can't have <laughs> always run. Ruin, ruin your trade value and not and not leave. Yeah, I think Pitts and Hurst is an amazing tight end duo. And so if you add uh, and then having Jones and Ridley on the outside of that, that's that's nuts. I feel kind of bad that's for Hayden Hurst because like he finally got his one season in the sun where he was like the only tight end on a team and he got a lot of volume and he played pretty good. Right. And like when but before he was always kind of overshadowed by uh, Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews was the receiving guy and he's more of like a. Um, He's more of like a, a, a total use combo guy, you know, so he goes for like 606 last year. He plays pretty good. And then they're like, all right, well, now you can be a blocking role guy again because here comes Kyle Pitts to to, to, to put you back into a lesser role. Sorry. Okay, let, let's head to, let's, speaking of Baltimore, let's head there. Sammy Watkins, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, Miles Boykin, Nick Boyle, and Mark Andrews playing tight end. Uh, Eric, what do you think about this Baltimore receiving <sighs> receiving room? This is a hard one. I, I, I'm i right there with you. That noise is very yeah. accurate, I feel I'm like. Glad you know these noises. <laughs> Screw it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going straight C. Every year I look at this team and I think, wow, they've got talent. Wow, look at this. Wow, Marquise Brown's going to be better. Uh, they're a C team. If, yeah. if they're close to B, then they're close to B. But that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm right. For me, I was thinking like B tier, but I think you might be right. C tier. B. Andrews is really good. He's like a top five ish tight end. But none of these wide receivers are sniffing like the top 25. Not at right. All. It's not even close. And and that's that's a problem for me in, in terms of like where I'm going to put them in the hierarchy of the league. So they got to be towards the bottom until, you know, Hollywood Brown or Rashad Bateman shows us. Sammy Watkins has a lot of physical talent, but he's but he was kind of. Uh, vanilla in a series a great number three he's he's kind of vanilla in a very 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 strong uh chiefs offense right like he hasn't put up a thousand yard season since 2015 and i feel like the physical tools are there but it's just i mean he's just been nondescript on the rams and then three touchdowns for can't three three two those were his touchdown numbers the last three seasons it's just i don't think he matters like that much that they never he never lived up to the physical tools i mean he says he's an alien but uh Prove it. I don't know. Prove it. From yeah, the exactly. planet mediocre. All right, Kevin, do you, are you good with good with C tier for for the uh, for the? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I think they're C because I look at their wide receivers, I look at Jacksonville's wide receivers, and I think they're pretty equal. And Mark Andrews is a really good tight end, but he's not a needle mover in the way that Kittle is, and also he needs to fix his hands. Like the dude needs to become a more reliable catcher. And so for that reason, I can't allow him to boost them up. He, they're like kind of the top of C tier. 
All right, Chicago Bears, Robinson, uh, Mooney, Anthony Miller, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet. It's, I love Allen Robinson. He's so good. So for me, I think that that puts them like at the towards the bottom of B tier, like kind of the same way Kittle drag drug San Francisco out of the C tier. I think Allen Robinson drags this team out of the C tier for me, uh, right into the, uh, the butt end of B tier. Uh, what do you guys think? Eric, go ahead. Me? All right. Uh, I feel like Kevin needs to get first one of these times just uh, just because he deserves it, not 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 because I'm getting picked on. Uh, screw it. I don't know. I see I see that this team has has some sort of consistency waiting to happen. Is that too stupid to stay? Let's let's stick with B. I'm happy with B. Kevin, do you think uh, this is a good enough for the B tier, or is it should it? I don't be think the that C-tier? they're the bottom of the B tier. I think they're solidly B tier. Oh, I think okay. Darnell Mooney's a really solid player, and I think we just kind of scratch the surface of what we'll see from him. Uh, having an actual like functioning NFL quarterback would probably help with with that. I think <laughs> the corpse of Jimmy Graham as your number two tight end. Hopefully, I could see Cole Komet taking that step forward. He needs to. I mean, I know we're not firmly going with like uh, you know what is and what could never be. But when you look at Allen and Mooney as two pretty bankable assets, you look at Demir Bird and Anthony Miller having to cobble together between the two of them or getting pushed by Daz Newsom or Javon Wims um, for just like another decent outside receiver. I think it's a really pretty solid receiver group. I think they're solidly a B because Allen Robinson's great. Bengals, Chase, Boyd, Higgins, Tate, uh, Drew Sample, CJ Uzma, Kevin, starting with you this is why I, I, I kind of saved the ones with rookies for Kevin to go first. If that's fair, that's why, because he has the strongest opinion there. Uh, so Kevin Bengals, what do you think? A. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. Hey, okay, good. I think Jamar I, Chase is a top flight receiver. He's going to, um, I, I think he's a guy who's going to come in and immediately be a difference maker, especially because he already has, um, you know, he already has experience playing with Joe Burrow. They already have that rapport, rapport that dynamic, um, you know, we're talking about one of the greatest combinations in college football over the last decade. Uh, then you throw on top of that, T. Higgins had a great rookie season. Tyler Boyd has been under the radar great, um, and he gets to play a lot out of the slot. I think there's a little bit of depth to the room. Auden Tate's not a bad player. I think that their tight ends are serviceable. Uh, so, yeah, I think that they're an A-tier team. I think that wide receiver talent especially carries it. Okay, Cowboys, Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, Jarwin, Schultz. That is a good group of wide receivers, so I don't know. It's going to be pretty high. Eric, what do you think? Uh, I got to stick him in A tier. I just do. Um, I I can't find a reason to put them in B. Please yeah, convince me S. otherwise. It was, it, was or, it, was really? or, it was A or S for me. But I just, Coop, oh, wow, I'm so not Cooper not is S. like. Cooper is top 10-ish for me, and then Lamb has top 10 potential. I'll so agree Gallup's with that. like a top 25 receiver. Maybe, maybe on Gallup. Cooper, though, is never better than when he's been on the Cowboys. Like he's he's the best player for them and vice versa. Oh man, he's he's so I good. I just can't put him in S. I can't oh, man, they're S for me. Uh, I'll just put him at the very top of A for now, and then we can come back. We could circle back to it if we need to. Uh, if there's like if the S feels really light or A feels really bloated, uh, Texans, <laughs> Texans. Cooks. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Uh, they don't really have any other players other than Kiki Kuti, Randall Cobb. Yeah, it's D- this is a D tier team. It's bad. It's really, really. Oh, but what bad about the tight ends? Oh wait, no, that's bad too. 
Daniel Fells. Uh, okay, <laughs> Jordan uh, Atkins. Jordan Atkins. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, Indianapolis Colts. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton. Michael Pittman. Paris Campbell. Jack Doyle. Mo Alley Cox. For me, this is a D. I do not like this wide receiver core. Do not understand exactly what they're doing, and this does. It doesn't feel like like everyone's like, oh, Carson Wentz is going to come in and and do what like with with these wide receivers do what exactly. Michael Pittman was really bad at the end of last year. Like his stats are not good after the first couple weeks. He ended up the season with one touchdown. I don't know. I'm just not a belie- I'm not a total believer in what Indianapolis is doing on offense other than the running game. And so for me, like I just don't I don't believe in this group at all. And for me, it's a D. Does anyone want to try to uh, argue for C? C for Colts? Yes, I okay, would what? push them into C tier. Why are they better than? Like they, Brandon Cooks might be the okay. Brandon, he's better than Brandon Cooks. Okay, yes, thank then. you. Uh, they're <laughs> better they're than better, the Lions. They're better than Detroit. I yes. think that they are. I think they're a similar tier uh, to Jacksonville. I think they have a little bit more depth to their receiver room with uh, Zach Pascal, who can come in and be like a fully functioning uh, NFL I just, wide receiver. I think their tight ends are a little bit better. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is interesting. DJ Chark and like and is so much better than all of these guys. And then, and then on top of that, like there, I think that Jacksonville's significantly better because would you rather have Pittman or Campbell or, or uh, who's the young wide receiver that they have the crawler guy that I love so much. LaVisca Chanel, like it's LaVisca Chanel by a lot. I feel like I, maybe they've just started. They're the worst C tier team. Maybe something like that. I would agree with that. C, C for Colts, Eric, or, or D, D for dumped. You know, Kevin Kevin convinced me that they are the lowest C I've ever seen. All right, there you go. Uh, I'm into it. I'm I'm totally fine with it. Like in situations like that, I'd rather just keep it moving, right? Like, don't get in the nitty gritty on the bad one. <laughs> Let's get into the nitty gritty on a good one. Uh, okay, Rams, Cup, Jefferson, Woods, Higby, uh, Deshaun Jackson has been added to this team. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about the Rams? The Rams offense here. Okay, so. Can we stop pretending like Deshaun Jackson is guaranteed to have anything left in the tank? Because I'm getting kind of tired of that because there's a really good chance and growing evidence that he doesn't. And so I'm going to, he's going to have two really good games and then not play the rest and then die. Yeah. So I'm going to go B tier. I think cup and woods get you to B tier. And I just don't think there's any guarantees after that. Okay, Eric, what do you think? I like Van Jefferson actually quite a bit, so that kind of is influencing my thinking. I kind of want to stick him in the A tier. I kind of want to stick him in A tier too. Why do you want to stick him in A tier? They have a lot of talent, and it's. I said this team is the example, maybe the only NFL example of a team that has just this very, very next tier up. Like all these guys are very good. And mm-hmm. there's no like, like super excellent guys so to push him to the top. The, it kind of reminds me of kind of what Mi- Miami has where they have two guys towards the lower end of the top 25, right? Like two guys that are both pretty good and are maybe like a worse Vikings, you know, because C- cup and woods are very good. Yeah. And then, but then they're, 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 I like these, these periphery I'm not guys put more Van than Jefferson the Vikings Waddle. And, well, no, no, I'm talking about Vikings specifically. Like, I feel like this team compares very favorably to to Vikings. I in will terms also of like Higby, Higby. I think Higby's better than Irv Smith Jr. and Van okay. Jefferson's. Who's the third wide receiver in in Minnesota? Like uh, 
probably old BC Johnson or uh, yeah, I think that Smith. I think Van Jefferson tops that. I don't know. But I think they're very similar to the Vikings in my in my opinion. Like they should be pretty close together. Those teams. What if you put them like I looked at it as and Tampa Vikings Bay. Are a? Vikings are a yeah. They're they're at the end of the A tier right now. Yeah, they're like okay. they're nowhere near as good as Tampa Bay. Like every player is a step down, which puts them one tier down. Yeah, I think. I don't know. We'll put them at the end of A for now. And like I said, if one tier gets bloated, we'll come back. We'll circle. We'll circle back to it. It's 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 A slash B. It's it's right on the cusp there. I I can dig that. Uh, Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Josh Palmer, Jared Cook. They, I do not feel like they have done a good job here supporting our our boy Justin Herbert in his uh, <laughs> in his development. I really wish they would have picked up like one more guy this off season to come in and be a pass catcher for them. They lost Hunter Henry and they didn't really replace him in the offense. I don't know. Is Trey McKitty really good, Kevin? Am I underestimating the impact you'll have from the draft? No. Okay. All right. Sweet. So I'm going to go <laughs> C then for this group. And it's it's C for all Keenan Allen. It's like I love Keenan Allen and I cannot put them in the D tier because of it. I could even see them at the end of B tier because that's how good Keenan Allen is. But boy, they are, like I said, they're not putting Herbert in a situation where he could. If Austin Eckler counts, they're definitely in the B tier. Hey, Eric, I have a question for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over, under 10 healthy games for Mike Williams. Oh, seriously. Um, that's an under. That's okay, why then, I think... then I agree with Nathan on C tier. Yeah, that's why this is so hard, because <laughs> looking at the players themselves in a video game format, they're a B team. But they can't. you can't keep them on the field. Yeah, if yeah. they're Madden, all injuries turned off. Then like yeah probably B tier but like Eckler, <laughs> also include, Antonio Gates is too old. If we included running backs in this, which we decided before we started the podcast, we would not. Uh, Eckler bumps them up probably a little bit, but yeah, he, he does not. But we decided that that does not factor in. So yeah, see. Also, at some point, Jared Cook's arm has to fall off or something. Like that guy's old. Uh, all right, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Uh, uh, doesn't matter after that. Those they have those two guys. Uh, Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. A Cornell Powell. So you've got the, the thing, best tight end, tight end and NFL the best and a top wide three wide receiver. <laughs> and the best wide receiver. How high does that get you? Does that get you all the way into the S tier or does it get it, you only to the top of A? It does, but man, like, <laughs> oh, it drops fast after that. If Tyreek Hill is really, really good. And uh, Travis Kelsey is really, really good. Travis Kelsey coming off his age 31 season, by the way. Looked it up. So, so I just wanted to do that <laughs> reference back. Uh, Eric, do you agree? Is that Casey in the S tier just from Tyreek and Kelsey? I'll give him the S tier because the drop off you think is kind of far. But Mikko Hardman is a guy that can just squeeze in five games a year where he looks like Tyreek Hill caught the ball, but Mikko Hardman did. And it's not going to put a bunch of huge numbers, but everyone knows their place in this offense and they fit in so perfectly that. With the minute like these Kelsey or Hill get double teamed, these other guys just slot in, and that's why I'm putting them in the S tier. All right, uh, New Orleans Saints: Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, uh, uh, Adam Troutman, and then Seahawks legends <laughs> Nick Vanette and Lil Jordan Humphrey. So okay, oh, <laughs> Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, well, that's a Seahawks nest legend, actually. Well, yeah, I think what, what could have been this very comparable to you the forgot Chargers. Tyden, Taysom Hill. I cannot put them in the D tier because I really am a Michael Thomas believer, but boy, it is a, they are not putting Jameis Winston in a position to succeed here. Uh, So yes, I'm going C tier for saints. Uh, Do do we want to argue for D or are we good? I'm good. At some point they're going to have Taysom Hill throw the ball to their quarterback just because 
They just need one more good receiver, and they don't have it. So nope. New York Football Giants: uh, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, three guys who could be anything: John Ross, Kadarius Tony, and Dante Pettis. Tight end: Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. This is a very strong receiving group. Uh, those wide, first three wide receivers: Slayton, Galladay, Shepard. Wow, nice. Those first two tight ends: Ingram and Rudolph. Wow, nice. I'm just have to ignore that Daniel Jones exists because I, I think it pollutes your mind when you're thinking about it. hundred percent does. Because this is an A, this is an A group with any other quarterback. But Daniel well, and Jones. And then if we were counting running backs, put Saquon in there. Yeah. Like is, that's that's a lot of weapons. Yeah. This is an A group. It doesn't have an uh, uh like a super duper star that would kind of push them into the S tier the way that Galladay could be that. He could, but he get Maple Mapletron, right? He's Canadian? No, maybe not. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I think Kenny is he? No, Mapletron is uh, is the guy for the the uh, Mapletron. Dear Lord, the it's the guy for the Steelers. Uh, I don't remember the guy's big that big guy they have the, from Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, Claypool. All right, uh, here we go. Start us off, Kevin. Oh, we all agree A for Giants, right? We just have to yeah. ignore Daniel Jones. Okay, Kevin, Philadelphia Eagles. Since they have young players, this is you, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. You can call him Go Dare if you C- want to, Kevin. It, I think the tight ends are making the it tight push rescued into C, C, but I'm giving it a D still. The wide receivers are so bad. Okay, so let me make the case for C. Devontae Smith could be really good, so that might help a lot. Goddard I- is really good, and if Ertz is your number two tight end, that's good. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, I think we can safely say, is going to be a quality player. I think Rager um, has a really good chance of being decent. If Fulgham and Greg Ward are your like number four receiver, either of them, you're really happy. So having them as your three right. and four doesn't feel terrible. So Kevin says C. I'm, I I'm said getting. D, but I was making the argument. For oh, C. oh, then let's just stick with hey, Eric. Are you going <laughs> to try to rescue the Eagles from D, or are we just leaving them in there? It's the Eagles we're talking about. Get out of here. <laughs> Eric's all about giving them the D. This is not the Birds Review. Uh, all right. R.I.P. Pittsburgh. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore. Pittsburgh. No, no. Uh, then winning the Super Bowl ended it. Okay, that's probably a good spot to stop. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju. Or uh, wait, sorry. Poo Poo, Poo Smith. Boo Booster. Uh, Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson. Tight end. They got Eric Ebron, the Drop King, but they got Pat Fryermuth now, which actually is a a real addition. Uh, what do we think about the? Re- oh, then James, James Washington too. I should not leave him out. He's actually really good. What do we think about the Steelers, Eric? What, what do we think? I, I kind of want to say. You remember everything I said about the Chiefs? It's that, but a couple of tiers down. <laughs> yeah, it's B. It's a B. Yeah, it's a B tier team. They have a. They have guys that can be breakout candidates. Like if Claypool and Deontay Johnson take another small step forward, they're instantly in the A tier. But it's it's a it's a deep group of guys who are all pretty good, and that feels like the kind of higher end B tier team to me. Uh, it's like the worst. I would rather have the Dolphins receivers. That's the exact comparison I was gonna say. They are one notch below the Dolphins. B like, tier, we're good. Which is weird because I think a lot of people are probably thinking like, oh, the Dolphins. You really think the Dolphins? But like, That's I'd rather have they Waddle. Like Schuster by name. I'd rather have Waddle than Claypool or Deontay Johnson. And Deontay and, Johnson, or, best wide receiver on maybe, Pittsburgh. Fight me. Maybe we're overrating Waddle, and that's going to mess us up here. Broncos. Oh, this is a fun one. It's a fun one. Remember, erase Drew Locke from your mind. You've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Good, Judy. Except Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, KJ, KJ <laughs> Hamler and Noah Fant. 
Oh, Tim man. Patrick. Tim Patrick's a guy too. Yeah, he's he's definitely a he, dude. If he's their four. He's their number four receiver. That's not a bad number four. Receiver. Kendall Hinton playing quarterback last year. Okay, <laughs> uh, this is a this is a it's it's I I think people forget how good Cortland Sutton is too. Like it's like he's like the forgotten man. But uh, this is a this is a really high level receiving group, and the fact that Drew Locke can't just be good enough to get get this team to the playoffs with how much talent they have everywhere else on offense and on defense. Basically the only thing that's bad about the Broncos is the quarterback. So like if, if they go seven and 10, it's all on drew lock, right? That's just, it's a hundred percent his fault. And uh, he deserves all the hate that he's going to get. Does anyone want, does anyone want to talk, talk, uh, put him in a different tier? Are we all good with a here? So my only argument for B is I'm wondering who their outside receiver is. With Hamler and Judy are both kind of smaller guys that can be victimized by uh, being jammed at the line. And Judy had some really weird hands issues last year. Yeah, I think Judy makes the kind of the leap this year. It's kind of the first name since Sutton, man. I just think Corlin Sutton, sky's the limit. Like that guy. I think I think you can't put them below B. All right. So they're either A or B. So Eric, Three. what are you going to go with A or B? Okay. Man, why? I think, I think we're gonna fill I up was, the B was, here in a second, so maybe I was all A, a. and then Kevin kind of really got me to that B. Eh, fine, A. I'm, okay. it's a really low A though. I think that's De- fair. Devonte Adams, Creamy Peckers, Devonte Adams, Robert Tunyon. Uh, that's it. Equinemius St. Brown, B. Alan Lazard. Those guys suck. Uh, Alan Montage. Lazard is a scientist, not a. It's receiver. an all, it's an all name team. Alan Lazard, Equinemius St. Brown, and Marquez Valdez Santling, but those guys are not good. Uh, it's a B though because Tunyon and Adams. Can't are believe legit. you left Jawan Winfrey out if you're going to do all names. Uh, I mean, he does win for free. And Jay uh, Sternberger. Uh, Jay, that's my account. Perhaps the sternest of all burgers. Uh, all right, it's it's B though, right? This is very similar to, to Tennessee, where they have like a really good player, another pretty good player, and then just like nothing else. Yeah, might unless Amari Rodgers really becomes a dude. Might actually be like a slightly better Panthers. Yes, Amari Rodgers could bump them up maybe, but yeah. Yeah, I would say they're they're slightly better than uh, Titans. than the Titans, but they're the same tier. Uh, Carolina Panthers, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Seahawks legend David Moore. Uh, tight ends, they got Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas, Tommy Trumbull. Uh, all right. McCaffrey Kevin. doesn't count. McCaffrey does not count. But more and more and Anderson is a very good duo. I'm not gonna lie. I would not underrate that duo. That's it's a it's a very solid receiving duo. And I think like Robbie Anderson had like a really under the radar great season last year. Ready for this? Yeah. A. Mm. Robbie Anderson is really good. Terrace Marshall should not be underestimated. If Terrace Marshall is your number three receiver and David Moore is your number four receiver, like I think DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are comparable to what the Seahawks had last season. So now add Terrace Marshall and bump more to your number three receiver. That's an A tier wide receiver room to me. I I'm their like, tight ends are a little bit questionable, but a man, little bit. <laughs> That's a yes. Bad. I would say I would say they're they're mediocre. They do have Seahawks legend Stephen Sullivan. They are a C average <laughs> tight end room. They are. I'm going A. I think DJ Moore is a top 20 wide receiver. I think Robbie Anderson's very good. I think Terrace Marshall has a chance to be very good. Kevin I'm did going, the nice guy thing I did for Miami. With, I'm going the bad guy thing. I'm going, I think B. I think this is like a pretty similar to Green Bay where it's like there's two guys here who are really legit and then a bunch of guys who could 
uh, if they could step up, it would push them up a tier. Does that make sense? Like if Terrace Marshall is is the is the dude, then they're going straight into the A tier. You're right, Kevin. If he's as good as you think he is, they are in the A tier. But if he's not, it's just a it's two pretty good wide receivers, and and that's kind of it. All right, Eric, break the tie. A or B for the, uh, uh, the it's uh, Carolina Panthers. B. Sorry, Kevin. It's a B. All right, then we're going next to duh. <laughs> Okay. Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Oh, all right. That kept him out of the D tier for me. I'm going to put him in the C. John Brown, Willie Sneed, Darren Waller. It is a bunch of guys who, like John Brown, Willie Sneed, Marcel uh, Aitman. Every one of those guys I could like, Zay Jones. It's like a guy I've talked myself into at some point in my life. So it's, it's basically. Uh, Darren Waller and a bunch of number three receivers. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's the number I mean, three he- receiver all stars. If Henry Ruggs makes the there. makes the leap this year, this is a B room. But it's got he need that's it's still that's not the that is that is not taking the next step. That is I a respect, literal leap. Respect for Darren Waller right there. That's what we have, right? We're going C tier. Yeah, C. I think. I think so. I respect uh, okay, Darren Waller. Yeah, if Indy's in C tier, then I have to put Darren Waller. Oh, they're alone definitely in they're definitely better than Indy. Uh, Indy's a ugh. okay. Uh, Washington football team. Terry McLaurin, very good. Logan Thomas, pretty good. Curtis Samuel, bringing him back together. We got Diami Brown coming in. Uh, this seems like a like a B to me. Is anyone anyone uh, thinking lower or higher for the the football team here? I'll stick him in B just because. If you if you loved him so much to put them in A, I would say that chemistry is missing because okay. of their awful offense and quarterbacking. I just really like Scary Terry, and I do think that the players around are are not. It's a sneaky horrible. deep wide receiver room. It's said it's like not deep. it's not horrible. It's they Curtis putting Curtis Samuel back together with uh with with the coach uh, Rivera is a is a kind of a a sneaky little move because last year they used a guy like Curtis Samuel in a, a lot. They and really, that guy was not nearly as good as Curtis Samuel because right. it was J.D. McKissick. Yeah, Jay, they were like, J.D. McKissick, line up in the slot. Like, we're going to use you like you're our Curtis Samuel. And now they have actual Curtis Samuel. He's way better. So, yeah, that's. I think that they're kind of – that's kind of a sneaky good move for them. It puts just pushes them up into the, uh, the old B tier. All right, let's go to Arizona. A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore. Uh, nothing much to speak of at tight end, really. Uh, for me, this is kind of a, a a solid A. It's it's really good. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, but I just think um, it's, if AJ AJ Green seems pretty washed to me, that injury I think really it took something from him that he would need to have back for this to be S. Uh, did, Kevin, did you put them in the S tier, or were you are you good? B. With a? Oh, you went all the way down to B. I think Hopkins is. I think DeAndre so Hopkins good. is very good. He's like AJ Brown, good. And then okay. I look at the rest of this wide receiver room, and I see like I like Christian Kirk. I think he's good. And eh. Rondale Moore, I think, is a really good pickup. I think too. he could be good. He's perfect for like what stupid Cliff Kingsbury wants to except do. Except stupid Cliff Kingsbury's had a lot of people to be good. Except stupid Cliff Kingsbury turns out he's really stupid. Yeah. And also he their is. tight ends are garbage. Like Max, are Max Williams garbage. is like he's uh, a really good a, blocker. A fine number two. Yeah, he's a really good blocker. He's the best blocking tight end in the league. But this is like best pass catching groups. That doesn't. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is right there with Green Bay. I don't think their wide receiver room is better than Green Bay's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's slightly better because I think Kirk is better than every wide receiver. Other he's better than Tanyan. 
uh, Tanyan. Ooh, that's oh, you know what? I'm actually pairing parable. Uh, but then Chris, Chris, but then Rondell Moore. I don't know. I think that okay, mm-hmm. it's close. I, you're talking me into it now. You got me on the border, Eric. What do you think? Should push uh, it? You push know, it. I've I've agreed with Kevin. I've disagreed with Kevin. If AJ Green is Larry Fitzgerald in disguise, we'll bump him up to an A. His butt's <laughs> nowhere near that big. That's yeah, that's how you the, tell, Kevin. Cakes. That's how you tell. But uh, since that's not really pr- probably going to happen, it is right, uh, Kevin. Cakes. It's a B team. Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tavon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Isaiah Hodgins, Gabriel Davis. I think that Emmanuel Sanders is on this team now, which I think is a sneaky good uh, little pickup for them. Uh, oh. This is an A or a B borderline for me, too. So, uh, Kevin, why don't you just tell us what to do? A or B here? S. S. Oh, I no. I like I like where Kevin's at because S Y S Beasley you were between is between A and B. I was between S and A, and Kevin just straight Ooh. said S. Think about All this. Right. If, I if think I Stephon just... Diggs is a top flight receiver. Go yeah, ahead. He's so good. He's no, so no, no. That's that's good. If if you want to go through, and I'll just back up what Kevin said. Yeah, I was gonna say Stephon Diggs is a top flight receiver. I think he's tippy tippy top. I think Amen. Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley would both be considered like a tier slot guys. Cole Beasley and is Cole Be- so underrated. Cole Beasley's pretty underrated. Stefan Diggs, how much I want someone to love me as much as Stefan Diggs loves Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> because like the way he tweets about him is I'm always like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I think Gabriel Davis is a legitimately good wide receiver. And mm-hmm. the way that he came on at the end and really took over John Brown's uh stats, like his took over his role in the offense and then added on to it. I think speaks to him being a really quality guy. So you're looking at they're four deep with really with really good wide receivers. Like they could they could have a guy uh, fall to injury and still have three receivers that you want to have up there. I think yeah. that speaks to them both being deep and being top heavy. All right, I'm fine with it. I I at this point want to speed it up because we're already over the full time for the podcast. We haven't done. We are. Uh, okay, Corey. Corey, uh, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, Elijah Moore, uh, Chris Herndon. This is the New York Jets uh, C. This is the New York Jets, and it's a C. This is like a bunch of guys who are pretty good, uh, but none of them are truly great. And uh, they're not as bad as like the Lions. They don't. I don't feel like they're that embarrassing. Uh, Crowder. And I'm going are... seek only because I think that Mims could take a step forward. Yeah, and Mims is Crowder's the only bankable asset in that group. And I'm going C because they need to prove it. All right, and then um, New England Patriots. Here we go. You guys ready for this? Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry. But wait, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. That makes up for a lot. I feel like that tight end group is really, really good. It's a C. It's a C. It's a C. Bunch of dudes. We're not going to go crazy. All right, Seattle Seahawks. This is the last one. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Dwayne Eskridge, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, and Gerald Everett. This is A for me. I, I'm not quite ready for us. I think they're very comparable to the Bills, actually. So that's kind of why I was maybe uh, like I think the talent level is similar to Bills to me. But is you guys are you guys thinking A for the Seahawks? Well, you made a good where we point, put Minnesota. Yeah. We put Minnesota. We, we put, put them, them in the a. low A. We put them in A. Then you think a. that that's that's your comparison? Big comparison. I think that's our comparison because I think until we see Swain or Eskridge take a step up. Drill. Gerald Everett put, and Irv Smith might be kind of a wash too. I think you, I can dig that. Yeah, that's kind of my thought is uh, that I think DK is about, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Tyler is Ty- yeah. This is our, this really works for me. I really like it. All right, yeah. A. I'm thinking A. That's good. All right. So to, to wrap it up, S tier was Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta, 
and Kansas City and the Bills. And then A tier was Bengals, Cowboys, Dolphins, Seahawks, uh, Vikings, Rams, Giants, Broncos, B, Cardinals, Panthers, uh, Packers, Titans, Steelers, Browns, 49ers, Bears. This actually ended up with a really nice distribution too. Uh, <laughs> and Washington. Uh, then we got Chargers, Jaguars, Ravens, uh, this is the C tier, Raider, Raiders, Colts, Saints, Jets, Patriots, and then finally the D tier, Eagles, Lions, Texans. Very, very bad. Yep. Um, they are very, very bad. So, all right, any other, um, anything else before we get to the uh, the money zone? No, I would just like to tell everyone this podcast was brought to you by Boeing, Yeah, I, by I uh, my and Eric's Windows. Yeah, oh, uh, Kevin, I'm sweating. <laughs> I decided to keep my windows closed. So uh, I, I did too, and I'm sweating too. All it's, right, uh, uh, also brought to you by my heat stroke. Hotter than hotter than uh, <laughs> Satan's. It's hotter than Satan's toenail in here. There are many ways to support the best Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so: head over to Patreon.com/slash/SeahawksNest and for as little as a dollar twenty-four a month, get access to some of our bonus content, including our in-season gambling podcast that is released each and every week, full of jokes written by me. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, Thank you to those Patreons, Andy, Brett, Greta, James, Carrie, Lucas, Ryan, Tom, Emmanuel, Astro, uh, a- Astro, a.k.a. Big Potty Jr., Big yes. Potty Jr., uh, <laughs> Bob, Casey, Flocktivus, Foles, Jay, Karen, Leon, Michelle, Mike and Mike, Richard, Sam, Thomas, Warwolf, uh, Brandon, and Nick. Okay, so one other thing. Uh, I, this happens every year, like around uh, sometime in the year, like just a, a bunch of Patreons, their credit cards get declined. There's a lot of people in this group. So if you are think you are a patron, you might not be. There's uh, there's about 20 of you now. So maybe check check that out. And if you haven't joined yet, make sure to join. Get in the Discord. Uh, we'll see you guys in there. And then, uh, oh, one last thing. Uh, it's hot. <laughs> and because it's hot, we decided to do a ice cream eliminators. We're going to go fast this time. I'm going to share the uh, the spreadsheet here in the Zencaster chat for y'all. And uh, oh, wait, let me turn sharing mode on. Uh, and so what, what I did to this is I went looked at a YouGov poll from uh, from 2000, July 10th to 13th, 2020. So this is pretty recent. These are the uh, most popular ice cream flavors according to that poll. We'll each get to add two to the list. Uh, so right now, these are the list. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. There was also in this poll, there was a, cat, a choice you could pick called other that was actually like sixth with 8%. Uh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, mint chocolate chip, butter, pecan, chocolate chip, cookie dough, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, coffee, chocolate chip, pistachio, Neapolitan, and birthday cake. And I just want to say, uh, you know what? I'll get to it. Birthday cake. I have a strong opinion. Okay. Kevin, what's your? Uh, what are your two uh, ice cream flavors that you would like to add. And what I would suggest, I would like is, Eric to add first because Eric has strong feelings. Okay. Eric, then what I would suggest though, is please add things that someone could uh, reasonably access because I'll just tell you guys, I think the greatest ice cream ever created is salt and straws, almond brittle with salted ganache. But you know what? No one can eat that because, uh, it's only in a few places and it's not even a, an everyday item anymore. They only make it like seasonally. And so, yeah, like great. Great suggestion, Nathan. That is a great ice cream. It's really good, but I'm not. If everyone can't eat it, then don't say it. All right, Eric, what do you got? Uh, I was gonna add like a fudge brownie. Okay, like a brownie ice cream. Yeah, yeah, brownie. It's, okay. You know, it's very good. Um, I I'm not gonna add my banana pudding because of your disclaimer. I'm trying to think what's a good um 
You can add a banana ice cream. That's fine. Yeah, I would say there's enough different banana ice creams. Okay, okay. then you like the you like a good banana. You like a good banana ice cream, though. I want a banana pudding to be exact. That's my all-time favorite. So, okay, uh, well, a lot of people you, probably have not what, had that yet, though. Why don't you talk about it when we uh, when we eliminate <sighs> banana pretty early? Okay, uh, you got it, boss. What do you got? What do you got too? All right, I'm gonna add. Uh, I think moose tracks needs to be on there because you got to have that chocolate peanut butter option. Okay, and uh, that's the only one I feel like I have to put on there. There was like a. I was definitely so was thinking like, like there's like a peanut some kind of peanut butter cup should should be on here. You know what I you know what I got the other uh, the other day. So the the um, QFC next to my house has Molly Moons in it, and so oh, like I'm not in, bad. Uh, yeah that's a really solid. And I I've, I've been eating their uh, they've got that Yeti ice cream. Have you had mm, that? I've not. Does it so taste like real Yeti? It's a sweet cream ice cream with a vanilla bean caramel and Yeti granola and Theo chocolate. It's in their granola, it's like uh, pepitas and uh, flax seeds, rolled oats, honey, and it's salty. It's pretty salty. And, it, dude, it's so good. Um, yeah, if you're living near a Molly Moons or apparently a QFC, I guess, I would recommend that one for sure. I'm going to say salted caramel. I think that's an ice cream that everyone can access that is go. pretty good and is very popular. And I think uh, a good salted caramel ice cream is uh, really taking off. I think that we should have uh, a sweet cream ice cream in here. Which is like a um, yeah. ice cream, a dulce de leche or something, pretty, pretty uh, accessible. But it's like um, it's just like sugar and salt. You know, it's not um, it's not a flavor. And it's one thing I like about sweet cream ice cream. We'll talk about it later more. But it's just like it pairs up with everything. You can put it, you put stuff on it, put stuff in it, put stuff around it. And it tastes really, really good. And um, I think the last thing add- I would think would be like a berry ice cream of some kind. Like I was gonna say we should. I was gonna say we should add a marshmallow ice cream that's not Rocky Road because like there are a lot of marshmallow ice creams, but like it's like a, a Rocky, ice cream. Rocky Road is like the dirt worst one. Um. Anyway, we'll talk about this. Oh. We'll put s'mores. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's the worst marshmallow ice cream. I don't think it's the worst ice cream. It's still fine, but I just think like the marshmallow ice creams are good, and I don't not crazy about Rocky Road. All right. Uh, the Pen of Destiny has chosen Kevin to eliminate first. Kevin, what are you going to get rid of? All right. Uh, as the resident coffee drinker, I eliminate coffee ice cream because 95% of the time it doesn't taste like coffee and it doesn't taste like ice cream. Kevin, yeah. so, I've had, so, so, I've had so very right. good coffee ice cream, but I've also had such bad coffee ice cream that, uh, that yes, I would never. I def- yep. generally I generally would just avoid it like the plague. Uh, if I know it's a good creamery, I'll get the coffee ice cream. Otherwise, I don't trust anyone enough. Uh, I'm eliminating Neapolitan because it's like a gimmick. It's not make a, up it's your not, mind. It's not a real ice cream. If I want an ice cream that's three different ice creams in one, I'll order Spumoni like a real person. Okay. Like <laughs> in fact, you know what? I'm adding Spumoni to this list right now because Spumoni <laughs> rules. Okay? Spumoni is good. Uh, just because, mostly because I want Spumoni to beat uh, Neapolitan ice cream. Because if I want three ice creams in one. Factory. I don't miss. I don't miss Old Spaghetti Factory, but I do miss Spumoni. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, Eric, you're up. I'm going to eliminate the one flavor that I like, but I never get because it's just, there's so many other choices that are better. Buy pistachio. Yeah, pistachio is good, but it's better when it's in Spumoni. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> this is now the Spumoni cast. Uh, I eliminate uh, s'more Spumoni. because Spumoni I think that way too many things are s'more flavored and it's not a great flavor and stop. Okay, so one thing I hate is a lot of s'more ice creams try to like capture that smoke flavor. Oh, and it's I, gross. I don't Stop. want it to taste. I don't want an ice cream to taste like smoke. It's gross. Don't put yeah. liquid smoke anywhere near ice cream. Uh, Ruined it. It's a gross Ruined. thing to do. Oh, uh, it's my, great campfire flavored ice cream, you jerks. My turn. Chocolate chip. Like, oh, you took it. It's uh, it's put more stuff in than hey, just get, chocolate chip. Bring the mint cream. or don't bother. 
I need more. Uh, Eric. Uh, you know, I, I had fun masquerading as this flavor for the first 30 seconds of the podcast. But Butter Pecan, get out. Yeah, it's good. You're, but you're butter fine. Pecan. Butter Pecan is my favorite. My grandma's favorite ice cream. Oh, so. I thought we'll keep that on, but we'll eliminate Pecan. Okay. Uh, Kevin. Uh, I'm going with, it's kind of hard at this point, but I'm going with strawberry. Because way too many strawberries to uh, ice cream tastes like strawberry candy instead of strawberries. Yeah, and strawberry ice cream can be really good though. I've had some really, really dank strawberry ice cream. So Tillamook has a widely available right. good strawberry ice cream. Bye bye birthday cake. I do not understand why you thought ice cream needed to be sweeter. Like this is like I don't understand. This is like the sweetest thing in the entire world. It makes me feel physically ill sometimes if I eat more than like two spoonfuls of it. So yeah, also it's not good. It's just not that good. I don't like it. Birthday cake. I. Wish it would have got eliminated sooner. Uh, Eric. Uh, you know, we have two flavors that are very similar. And just because we're grading you on your plainness, vanilla, you are your name. Goodbye. Yeah, if I want a plain ice cream, I think sweet cream is a better choice. So I'm, I'm with you on that, Eric. Uh, let, let's go ahead and go to Kevin. Kevin, what are you going to get? All right. In this case, I'm going to... Uh, um. I reorgan uh, I reorganized the list and probably messed him up right there. <laughs> yeah, also I have like things happening and I was paying attention to other places. Um I'm going to eliminate I don't like caramel. I'm eliminating okay. salted caramel. Salted. It's a little early, but I don't like it. I like yeah. it when it's re- I like it when it's really salty. Like I I want that salt to to hit, you know what I mean? Like I You want it like Mariners fan salty. Yeah, I want it to be like <laughs> I want that salt to kind of Kind of hit me pretty hard. All right. I think this is a good place to get rid of uh, the old banana. Eric, tell us about this banana put ice cream. I actually hate bananas and I would have eliminated it a lot earlier, but I just, there was other things I hated more. I'm I glad just, that you didn't because banana ice cream is one of my favorites. It bananas, the flavor of bananas, like just evokes like a really miserable memories for me because, <laughs> because I would always eat bananas when I was doing like long distance bike rides. And so like, I Ooh. just like, it's just like it, it make that and like dry peanut butter cookies make me think of that. So like peanut butter cookies generally. I don't want to eat them that much. All, all I can picture is Nathan misery <laughs> chewing through a banana in the middle of biking. Like, it's like pouring what? down rain on him. He's shielding well, the most banana with don't have rain to hood. chew, and Nathan's <laughs> like, taking 30, 30 chews with one little bite of banana. I'm no, I'm just like trying to get it over with as fast as possible. Uh, for me, it's a nostalgia thing. So my mom, uh, you know, I was born in Texas, but my mom is from Texas, and Texas style banana pudding is uh, it's a big thing. It's basically sliced up bananas. Uh, and vanilla wafers or nilla wafers, and then just plain sugar pudding made fresh poured over it. Thus, it takes on a, a nana and nilla flavor. Uh, it's just really good. It's it's almost like a like a banana cream pie, but way better. Stick that, that in ice really cream, good. and I'm in love. All right, Eric, what are you eliminating now that you uh, gave us your? Banana you know, pudding? I thought about rage taking this out on you. Um, I'm just going to say Rocky Road because I like it a lot, but I think it's time. I think it's time for it. You eliminate Rocky Road before basic chocolate. Yes. Uh, I think I've had, I think I in generally would rather have just yeah, like like a melted chocolate or like a like a good chocolate. I've had so, so many really good chocolate ice creams. Yeah, there's some really decadent chocolates that are like, oh, wow, this is awesome. But it's just probably the time where chocolate's going to get eliminated. So uh, I actually, yeah, mm, yeah I'm going to go ahead and eliminate sweet cream. Sweet cream, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say those are those. Are, so yeah, those funny are the two I'm looking at. I would eliminate it. Sweet cream if you eliminate chocolate, but I'll just eliminate chocolate because you know yep. sweet cream. It's about and, uh, that time. The other ones have stuff in it, and that immediately makes ice cream okay. better. One more elimination, and then we will uh, we will be down to the final five, and I will repeat what's left. Uh, Eric, 
Eric, you're up, right? Yeah. Eric, what's the, what's the elimination that's going to get us to gonna make, five? I'm going to make everyone mad. It's been a great time on the podcast. Mint chocolate chip. Goodbye. Okay. So that's fair. I think sometimes mint, mint ice cream tastes like toothpaste and it's like really yeah, appealing. It's, I just don't love it. It's, but I know a lot of people do. The, the, okay. So here's the final five late edition Spumoni <laughs> rocketing <laughs> through to the, to the final five along with cookie dough, cookies and cream, brownie and moose tracks. At this point, uh, Kevin is up, correct? Yep. All right. Perfect. So we've got Kevin up. We've got four like pretty chocolate centric entries. Uh, so what do you, what, what are you going to go with? Okay. So I have two that I'm really staring down the barrel of for eliminating. And I think it's time to eliminate cookies and cream. Um, I find that uh, if I, I'm either going to have cookie dough or cookies and cream, and I'd rather have cookie dough. I I was I have the similar thought in my head, but I always go the other way. I always get the the Oreo ice cream. But okay, fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I flip a coin. Flip a coin. All right. I'm eliminating moose tracks. I like it. Okay, but I feel like it. Now it's never as good as I think it's going to be. <laughs> Makes sense. And uh, chocolate and peanut butter. I'll be, though, and I'll be like honest. Chocolate, plus plus chocolate and peanut butter okay. too. It's hard because the ice cream place in Washington State University is called Ferdinand's and it has this chocolate peanut butter ice cream that I would say is like a straight like 14 out of 10. And I think like every time I eat chocolate and peanut butter ice cream, I'm chasing that. And like I don't live anywhere near Pullman anymore. So like – Well, I, now I, you're chasing I, the memory of that and which I is never, harder to beat. And I never will live anywhere near Pullman. So, so, <laughs> so I went I went there and I am not going back. So the, the, the thing for me is that like I'm chasing that like it's a salty, super salty peanut butter. And I think that that's why I like it because I love a good salty dessert. Uh, all right, uh, Eric, you're up. Are we going to eliminate brownie, cookie dough, or spumoni? Uh, I feel like it's, uh, you know, Italy's answer to Neapolitan, which is, you know, funny because Neapolitan is like an Italian name. It's not Italian ice cream. Spumoni. Goodbye. Oh, man, I, was, I know. I, I was I'm hoping so... Spumoni would pull off the upset. I was like, this is it. I think we be... did a, it a favor by keeping it around this far. This Cher- that, that cherry in the in the Spumoni, I don't know, man. For something, that just like hits for me. I it's what's so great so about the old spaghetti factory because you get your free ice cream. You <laughs> always want Spumoni. <laughs> I like how you keep talking about the spaghetti factory. about the old spaghetti factory. It's just the Spumoni. Just go somewhere else that so, serves good Spumoni. All you right, got Kevin. Have mediocre spaghetti. They're the, they're the only place that serves it, Kevin. Brownie, <laughs> cookie dough, or are you just going to be the, uh, the old uh, half-baked Ben and Jerry's right here. Well, apparently I, I don't have two <laughs> options to pick from, but for me personally, I would eliminate the, uh, I'm eliminating cookie dough. Really? I'm yep, stunned. I'm actually that. stunned by this. I thought That's... for sure you would eliminate uh, brownie here. Okay. Brownie ice cream. What, what do you love about it? Okay. So I almost, elim- cream- by, by the way, I almost eliminated this like the last four turns in a row. So, so it's really, <laughs> so it's really funny. It was like my second choice a bunch of times to eliminate, but go ahead. Okay, so brownie ice cream, number one, um, when I think about like decadent ice cream, I think chocolate and brownie and like a fudgy brownie ice cream like embodies that it's good on a cone. It's got chunks of things in it. Um, You can put toppings on it or not put toppings on it. It has that level of versatility. Uh, I just think it's a really quality option. I, right. I think it's good in every iteration where I would want ice cream. Eric, you wanted brownie in the list initially. What What do you love about brownie ice cream? Uh, I love that it just kicks Pomoni's ass. Um, uh, as Kevin said, it has. But how do in you? It. But but what elderly food item do you have to order prior <laughs> to getting a brownie? Please tell us about your uh, uh, your Sherry's pie and brownie ice cream no, this story. Is probably as we as we go through Eric's tour of mediocre eateries. <laughs> okay. Here's this the thing. is like a Guy Fieri restaurant. Let me, let me tell you why I wanted to eliminate brownie, okay? Because for me personally, 
I don't like chocolate ice cream with more chocolate in it. I would like chocolate ice cream with other stuff in it or vanilla ice cream with chocolate stuff in it. Does that make sense? But I don't chocolate ice cream with more chocolate stuff in it. It bugs me. I'm a and so like, guy. So. And so like when I think like when I think of cho- brownie ice cream, if I and I'm I'm a, and like you said, you said you're a split scoop guy. Like I'm thinking of these ice creams as just the ice cream by itself. Right. Like for brownie ice cream, I have to have something else with it or it's going to be like too too much. It's just too much. I would like, like half baked. It was like a really great ice cream. Like the last, the last two together is a really good combo, but like I can't, um, just brownie ice cream is like, it's like almost too much for me. I would still eat it. Who cares? I'm so fat. good. Though. So good. <laughs> uh, all right. For Kevin, for Eric, we will see you guys next week. Go Hawks.